welcome to Unsigned 518. I am here with Allison of MB Farms. Allison, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much. Um, and this is going to be a, a little bit of a different episode. You know, normally I have uh, local musicians on and we'll talk about the music and then like play a couple songs. But MB Farms is a local cannabis farms or farm. And we had gotten talking over Instagram and then had had a, a little meeting, you know, because I've always been someone who uh, is a an advocate for cannabis. And I've always understood that there's more benefit than detriment, you know, like it's uh, a lot of people have that like, oh, the stoner, you know, you smoke weed and sit on the couch and do Lazy. nothing. Yeah. And I've always my entire life known that that is not a real thing definitely not it can be but like don't blame the weed you know what i mean if someone's sitting on the couch doing nothing they are just doing that anyway um but so i want to talk to you kind of about you know now that cannabis is legal and obviously it's it's retail in new york which is about damn time you know and kind of what your role has been in this you know because mb farms i mean i've know about you because i buy the pre-rolls that are just down the street you know so like um i guess go back to how mb farms reacted to the legalization of it you know because i know there's other venture like rs taylor and stuff like you know there's other connections but like i guess how did mb farms come about So we originally were growing hemp, and that was one of the conditions that New York State had in order to convert to a cannabis license. So by successfully growing hemp and having a fairly, you know, um, popular CBD brand here in the area, we've gotten to um, learn about the plant, learn about hemp, which is a great segue into learning about marijuana itself. So when the state decided to legalize, it was like a no-brainer. We definitely had to go into the cannabis route, but it's been it's been rough. Right. It's been a rocky you, road. And you were already doing the CBD before, like you know, you know recreational yes. legalization yes. like came about. Because I remember out it was out in Salem, right? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, because I re- I remember seeing the plants and being like, ah, one, <laughs> one, one, one day that you know like, we're so <laughs> close, yeah, so close, <laughs> and then it actually happened. So like, um, so you already had the CBD, and then once it went legal, like how what was the process? You know, like do you raise your hand and say, hey, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we we would like to do this, like government, let us do shit. Like how does that go? So New York State gave hemp farmers that possibility to start growing cannabis after, of course, you go through the licensing process or the conditional licensing process. Right, right now we're actually going through the licensing process for our permanent license, cool. which is very exciting. Um, but we went through the hemp to cannabis conversion and we immediately started growing just a lot of marijuana. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) As soon as they gave us the go, we were out there, we were fertilizing, we did some outdoor crops, we did indoor crops. Um, I just can't imagine like what like that that fucking phone call was like you know when that when like the government's all like yeah yeah yeah, go ahead go do it do it and they're like what 
Captain Wong. <laughs> Absolutely. But of course, there was a lot of planning behind this right, right. and a lot of forethought that went into it because, you know, with the, the hemp cultivation, I think, you know, Rich and Chris, the owners always had in the back of their minds, maybe that cannabis would be a route to go into. And then, so what do you think... Uh, the the future, I mean, I guess, you know, now that everything is legal and you're allowed to grow and you're allowed to grow retail, I know, you know, there's clearly dispensaries popping up. Is that like a a thing? How do you get into dispensaries? Is it just like any normal retail operation where you reach out and say, hey, here's our here's our product that we're licensed to sell? Like, what can can you carry it or is it like how, how does that because it's all new, you know? How does that all work? Definitely. We're all kind of figuring it out as we go and right. trying to come up with the best possible way to do something that hasn't been done before here. So, you know, we were very lucky when it came to distributing our product in the early days when there weren't very many dispensaries. We were able to have a few key accounts, one in the city, um, a few here in the capital region, and it was really interesting to see how everybody worked a little bit differently. Of course, there's certain guidelines from the state that you have to follow when it comes to transferring cannabis. However, it seemed like each operation did something a little bit differently. And it was interesting to see that because there's really no wrong way right now. Right. When you're marketing it, do you find that you have to like market it a certain way to like, like do they make you like appeal to a certain i don't know like how does the marketing go you know because i know alcohol and certainly tobacco it's very controlled like where you can advertise what you can advertise like so it's probably the same shit right it's very difficult to advertise your cannabis and it's also very difficult when you when it comes to even just designing your product like we have certain guidelines that we have to follow and there's restrictions on font. There's restrictions on color saturation. Um, some of the strain names are kind of candy like. Yeah, right. Is that like something like for kids that they're like, oh, wait, that color pink. Like you don't want to attract but like kids like that color. You can't do that. Like, wow. I hadn't even thought of that. Like, right. But I think it's insane especially if we're looking at this from an advocacy standpoint and understanding that cannabis is a great thing in certain people's lives right right? yeah yeah. um but and it's not like it's not fun i mean you know obviously smoking cannabis is fun like it's not just like a you know taking a tylenol or something but like it's just like anything else where it depends on how you approach it like you can approach everything responsibly Mm -hmm. in a certain way and it can work for you and what works for you might not work for somebody else so like it's weird that a lot of the times everything just gets lumped into one you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like and so i think seeing local companies advocating for no this is it's a good thing and it's fine we're all adults and we can do what it you know and Uh, We were also talking when we met that first time about like when dispensaries started opening. Yes. And there was lines. Yes. You'd have to wait like two hours. And it was like, you know, line of like hundred something people. And the demographic. Everybody. Could not be pegged into one demographic. No. Everybody. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And it was like everybody's always done it. But there's always been like the shame associated with it. Like, you know, you can't you know, it's like you can drink wine and beer and 
you know, whiskey, and that's fine. But if you smoke weed, it was like, meh. Can't grow it either. Right. <laughs> right. But I don't know. I love, I love how it's come around, I guess. And, like, I was really excited to have you come on the show just to, like, it, it started from a conversation where, you know, someone that I respect in the music community had had a, a poor view on marijuana. And, like, you know, not that someone who doesn't use it has to have a, a view or whatever, but, like, a view was expressed that was, mm-hmm. it was in a negative way. And their their mind was kind of changed a little bit, or at least they were like, I'm open to a conversation about what you view, you being me, how you view it. And that's what like got me thinking where I'm like, I want to, I want that conversation to happen all over the place. So I think having it legalized will definitely be a great starting point to open that discussion. And from what I've seen, especially doing the cannabis grower showcase is that people are very interested and it seems like the negative reactions we really haven't encountered too many but when we do it's all about education yeah. because most people just don't know or it's what yeah it's what you were talking because i mean you know i'm old in like in the 70s and early 80s it was literally taught to us that like it was a gateway drug i thought like i would die like, yeah it, yes. i thought it was just going to make me do you know like oh you smoke weed once next thing you know you're like on the streets and absolutely like, you know, that was how it was presented and i think that's an irresponsible way of presenting it even if like you're trying to like fear factor like kids or whatever like you should just like anything else you know they don't say hey if you see your mom drinking a glass of wine, that means she's going <laughs> to end up on the street. You know, like I think that was an irresponsible approach because for a really long time, that's how I thought of it, you know, because that's how I was taught. I didn't know. I was like, oh, and then when I <laughs> discovered it, I was like, oh, man, this doesn't make me want to do heroin at all. <laughs> Quite the opposite. Yeah. Like, and like I don't know. <laughs> So I'm I'm super psyched that that she came on, and I'm, I'm glad to be having this conversation. Um, but I guess like, as you know, like you know, we talk about like the medicinal value of it, but as a recreational um, substance, would you say? Like, what what would you know, as a as a recreational tool? Tool, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's one of those things that it it does fuel a creative and artistic side of a lot of you know like it it's one of those things where you can't help like you know you do it smoke a little weed and then it's like hmm, i think i have to pick up my guitar or i have to pick up a, a paintbrush or a pencil or Get dancing you know, yeah. right you like kind of have to do something and i that's why i don't think that uh the the stone <laughs> stoner view or you know the couch thing is a real thing it may be for some people. Maybe Who knows? Some. Or may, I and maybe know. sometimes. Sometimes, you know I mean? exactly. Sure. You know, it always hits me a little bit differently. And I feel like now having access to legal cannabis where I know the strain, I know what's in it, I know the THC percentage and all of the other terpenes that are in it, um, that really helps me. And on like that front, and if you don't know, it's fine, but I'm sure you do know, but like, how do they test... Uh, the THC level, and then I also want to talk a little bit about what a terpene is for for those that don't know. But but how do they test a THC level? 
So from a laboratory standpoint, I honestly don't know. <laughs> you just send it. They send but the I know that we what we do on our part is we will give a representative sample based off the final number of products that we will have coming from that specific strain. So we'll send a representative sample out to the lab. Okay. And then the lab does their thing. They take about a week to two weeks they'll come back with our results and it's not just THC it's really amazing what they can test for you know you can test for THC you can test for um, heavy metals of course that's part of New York State's regulations you have to pass a lot of really stringent um, tests to be huh. able and then to there's sell. like you know different kinds of THC there's a and and all these like different because I've seen like you know on the back and I'm like wow they really go for the test they like get right right detailed and everything so um what is it what what's a terpene because I, I know I've heard that term a million times and I'm like I kind of like know like it, it has to do with like the you, the smell or the they're compounds inside of the plant so they're like essential oils that will be inside of a plant um that will cause an entourage effect with THC. So when you get high, quote unquote, it's not just the THC that's doing that to you. It's also the terpenes in the plant. And it could be some of those other compounds like THCV or um, CBD. Right. And CBD, you know, mm -hmm. we were talking about it earlier. That's it's same plant, but a different process? Like, or... The hemp plant has essentially no THC, right. which is the active ingredient in the cannabis plant that we grow now. So they are different plants. They just look the same, like a CBD plant and a THC plant, or is it like kind of like a... I couldn't tell the difference if I looked at one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they look exactly the same. That's why I remember the first time when I was driving up to R.S. Taylor, you know, this is however many years ago, like when uh, you guys were first doing the CBD, we're like rolling up to the place and I'm like, they're growing a shitload of weed here like what is going what is going on and this is like you know before anything was like becoming legal and i then of course realized it was cbd and i was like oh i get it now okay <laughs> like, yes we grew a shit ton of hemp before we grew a shit ton yeah. of weeds so. yeah. <laughs> it's awesome <laughs> i love it <laughs> um well i i mean unless there's anything else you wanted to uh, mention like with MB Farms or you know you want to promote or you want to talk about the website or, or where people can find you um. absolutely right now we've had so many changes in the New York State cannabis landscape since the last time we talked oh really yes, two yes. Weeks, not even two weeks ago exactly two weeks ago exactly yeah. <laughs> wow wow <laughs> so within that time period the lawsuit that was going on has stopped it's been settled oh, wow. so there are dispensaries popping up left and right okay yes so i remember when we were talking there was something about like there was a blockage of how many you know and that's basically been lifted and now exactly there's a lot of people who are getting the ball rolling with their dispensaries which is great because yeah. without them we don't have a healthy ecosystem right. to sell our product into right so having them be able to open their doors finally is and, awesome. And I think like in the beginning, you know, and uh, it's 
some people have even like kind of made the argument that like a dispensary is is like having a liquor store, you know, come in and which I don't obviously don't think is bad either because you can responsibly do anything. But like I think a dispensary coming into a neighborhood can do nothing but good. You know what I mean? Like it's going to bring an economy into a smaller area. You know, if a small area opens a dispensary, we already know the demographic is everybody. Like it's just gonna, <laughs> it's just gonna, it's just gonna help. And it's not like it's gonna be, I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't think it's gonna be a bad thing. I think having a pop up is a great thing because I feel like the people who may complain about having a dispensary are really the people who need to be educated right. and probably just have a joint. Yeah, right. Exactly. Just here. Try, They're try the ones that need it the most. But, yeah. uh, you know, education is really the key because for so long we have not had an accurate source of information right. to go to to learn about marijuana, learn about the effects. It's all been skewed slightly. So I'd say even more than slightly, because, again, like it's uh, it was uh, it still probably is taught even with it being legal. It's still taught that it's gonna lead to something else and it's a scare tactic and i think you know i obviously don't want like kids like smoke a weed me neither if you're a grown adult and you can make your own decision like and you want to make that decision it's fine i think it's a a safer choice than alcohol certainly like from a a health standpoint you know like so well i'll get off my soapbox now (laughs) (laughs) uh any anything else that you wanted to add so with that lawsuit settlement being reached, we can no longer hold CGSs after the end of the year. So a CGS is a Cannabis Grower Showcase. That's where you were introduced to MB Farms yeah. at the Potting Shed at Old Saratoga Mercantile. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Old Saratoga Mercantile. Woo. It's a great place. It's such amazing produce and beverages holy cow yeah great people and it's very very close to the for those who don't know it's very close to the to the dazzle then it's what (laughs) like you know mile mile and a half away so so we were we were one of the first farms to actually start partnering with other people to have a cannabis grower showcase in this area so end of august we were um, given the authorization to open up at the potting shed and from there, we were able to sell legally. Now, after the end of the year, this program is no longer going to be right. available to us as an option. However, we're going through our permanent licensing. So there's going to be a lot of positive changes on the forefront. And will there be a chance, like, will the state or the, you know, whoever, the state, the government, whatever, will they give farms an opportunity to open their own, re- like, could you open a retail outlet, you know, like at the farm and like open like your own dispensary essentially, but just have your own products? Like, yes. Yeah. So right now, everybody who was a conditional cultivator what is going through kind of the same um, process that we're going through. And it's basically deciding where you want your future operation to go towards so there's some people who want to stick to a pure cultivation um, track and they're going to be doing that there's other folks like us who are going towards a micro business license which will allow sort of a vertical integration for our organization Um, we'll be able to grow we'll be able to have a retail location 
and we'll be able to just have a whole host of products that we can hopefully offer in our consumption lounge as well. Oh, wait, oh, wait, you're what now? <laughs> like, uh, what's this? <laughs> Consumption Lounge. Tell, tell me more about that. <laughs> so as a micro business, we are going to be planning a retail location in Troy. This nice. is all fingers crossed. You know, right, we're right. working diligently to get everything approved. Um, but that would also have a consumption area, a little lounge that you could imbibe in edibles, maybe smoke outside. And is that like a first? Like, cause I haven't heard of those yet because usually it's very much like, a, oh, no, take it. It's got to be gun- like, is, are these something that's going to be opening up a little more? Because that sounds like a nice coffee shop with like a, with, you know, sit down, have an espresso and a joint and like work on a laptop for a little bit. Sounds amazing. Not that I do work on my laptop. You know? Me neither. <laughs> but, I'd, but I'd sit down and like surf Reddit on my laptop, you know. <laughs> uh, but is that something that's going to start opening up like lounges yes. like that? Yeah. In, in some shape or form, you know, we've yet to flesh out every detail of how we're going to be offering cannabis. But the great thing about cannabis is there's so many ways to consume. Yeah. There's no Food right and way tea and smoke and exactly eat and the, like the little gummies and edibles and and uh, like yeah so many ways like and they're all all fantastic and again there's no reason why it took there's no reason why it took this long for it to be legal but now I think just society needs to flip to a more understanding at the very least like understanding attitude of those who choose to use cannabis like myself absolutely yeah like you mentioned before you know the demographic is everybody yeah yeah just some people tend to kind of do it in shame and it's sure you know unfortunate it's so funny because now i see you know the older demographic and they're wild (laughs) 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 like my mom she loves the gummies so much all of her friends love the gummies it's awesome exactly they're awesome (laughs) and it's just interesting to see that shift from you know people who may have never consumed cannabis before getting into it now and the great thing about having legal tested products is you are not going to get hit I was by just some say, kind it's of like the, um, monster edible. Correct. Like you'd have that uh, control over it. You know, you can yes. see what everything is. You know what everything is. And going to a lot of dispensaries, like the, it's always like, you know, I, I, I always call people with the, with the extreme knowledge, like nerds of something, you know, so the, the weed nerds work there, you know, like there's the music nerds and the weed nerds and like, I'm a little of both, but uh, they always had that knowledge of what, you know, you tell them, hey, I want this, you know, and they'll be like, oh, well, try this and this because this will happen if you do a little of this and like, whereas when it was illegal, you never never knew never knew what was gonna never knew what you were getting or like no you know you, you never, never knew, knew the strain yeah. i mean maybe you did if you had a good grower right and there were definitely a lot of great growers in this area sure. washington county <laughs> me neither <laughs> but this area is super well known right. for producing prime quality marijuana now and you know years ago when it was still illegal 
Right. Well, you know, at the the sample that we did before we got rolling, I can attest to the fine quality of the marijuana. You know? Thank <laughs> like, you. That was yeah. that was my baby. And that was one. Of, that was one of your personal, like uh, the reserve. Like if it was wine, it would be like the special reserve, the special vintage. I felt so honored because I I grew that plant and I was just admiring it all summer long. And I was like, <laughs> man, I can't let this plant just go into flower and then die. So I took cuttings off of it. And I think we may introduce it as a strain oh, wow. for MB farm. And nice. that would be awesome. That would awesome. be awesome. All right. Well, you know, Allison, I want to thank you so much uh, for coming out and having this conversation with me. I, I do think it's an important conversation to have to help um, change the perception of the marijuana user. And, you know, now that it's legal and it's out there, people are just going to have to get used to it. So, uh, so uh, I want to, again, you know, thank you for taking time to, to come out and have a talk with me. And before we go, I want to give you the chance to say what I call your gratitudes, which is, you know, your highs, hellos, your shout outs, whatever's uh, microphone is all yours. Thank you so much, Andy. I appreciate coming on the show and I love the ambiance here. Uh, I don't want to forget anybody, but we have so many people who have been integral in our success the past two years. So I would like to thank Rich and Chris of MB Farm. I would like to thank Sue, who's been a huge help. Oh, gosh, am I getting teared up right now? <laughs> My mom and dad... Wow, my mom and dad have been it huge is like helps. Winning an Oscar. <laughs> oh my god! Um, Echo Creek Farm, Old Saratoga Mercantile, still here farm. They've been awesome. Um, all of the musicians that have helped support us, um, Annie in the Water and yeah. Kevin Warren. Um, I'd like to thank them and. Gosh, all, of course, all of the dispensary owners that we've worked with. Um, what have one that pops in my mind is Matt of Legacy in Albany. He's been really crucial in getting the CGSs going here. So, um, obviously, with the Cannabis Grower Showcases, too, we've met a lot of the public, and I think that's really who the kudos goes out to, the public that shows up to buy legal tested cannabis that's new york state grown harvested and processed all right well awesome well allison uh from mb farms i'm andy this is unsigned 518 and i'll see you on the road unsigned 518 is produced in conjunction with nippertown you can find new episodes here every week on nippertown.com if you are a band or musician in the 518 area code and would like to be on Unsigned 518, shoot me an email at unsigned518 at gmail.com. I'm your host, Andy Scullin. I'll be back next week with another episode of Unsigned 518. Thanks for listening.